have you been feeling? Like, I've been feeling towards this. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh, you want to know my personal opinion regarding the Israel Palestine thing, or you know, like what I've been through ever since like this Israel Palestine thing. Um, I think more so. Let's start off with the latter of like okay, how how have you been been yeah. uh, dealing? Because I also I want to part of having this conversation. Sorry to cut you off, but oh, I just okay. I want to explain that like you know part of wanting to have this conversation is to also um, host space for. Uh, to empathize with mm, people not only yeah, the people yeah. of palestine not only the people yeah. of israel but also the people of the world that yeah. you know f- uh behind the screens like we are witnessing um one of the most like yeah it's uh, a it's a very unprecedented act of violence that is going on right now in the region right and that we even even if solely witnessing it through a screen of course it does something it to does us. affect you, yeah. you've heard of the term um compassion uh, compassion fatigue um the bastardized explanation definition of uh, compassion fatigue is that you know you see all of these horrible things happening all around the world and like you want to help but you can't yeah yeah right? like personally uh because i used to feel strongly for whatever happened in you know what was happening in israel and palestine for 75 years to the point where i had to gorge this book right here and a bunch of other books in you know lying on the shelf of my house languishing i have compassion fatigue for this case for so long to the point where when this happened it didn't move me that much but i still felt the need to understand what was going on Mm -hmm. but like you know when you see a movie you watch it you you see the movie uh plenty of times Mm -hmm. and you always know what is going to happen but you're always anticipating that it's going to happen you always anticipate you're very enthusiastic about what was going what is going to go down and Mm -hmm. you're anticipating it yeah that's what is happening with me it's always the same story palestinians uh they do something be it harmful or harmless and then israel they always you know they always respond in the most disproportionate way that highlights the imbalance of power dynamics mm-hmm. within the you know the Israel and Palestine conflict mm-hmm. and what comes afterwards is just a sea of uh, sympathy for for Palestine mm-hmm. and then suddenly when that stream comes along there comes there sprung there springs up like you know uh, an information war from both sides. Mm-hmm. Both sides indulge in information war. They want to try and win the sympathy and the uh, the adulation of the people who are watching from all over the world. Yeah, and sometimes they play dirty as well. Mm-hmm. They uh, they post lies. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pertain which side post lies but both of them definitely does mm-hmm. post lies i think it's you know it doesn't contribute anything productive to the conversation of like who which side does it more at the yeah, point is it, that at with- that point it does not contribute because both sides are complicit into it mm-hmm. and a lot of people are just consumed by this and then it reveals their true colors why it because you know uh, bad stuff is happening to the people you're supposed to sympathize with mm-hmm. and you use that as an excuse to reveal your terrible terrible intentions and thoughts mm-hmm. when israel does shit to palestines mm-hmm. it shows mm-hmm. uh, and then people everywhere watch it mm-hmm. it reveals that a lot of people are anti-semitic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like as we can see in the in the comment section in instagram mm-hmm 
and Indonesian YouTube, Indonesian Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of people call for the condemnation of Israel, but not as a state, but as a people. As the people, right? And to the point where they, you know, they quote, you know, edgy shit like, "Oh, Hitler menyisakan beberapa agar kau mengetahui Yahudi itu seperti apa." But it's not like that. Yeah, right? um, yeah. it's it's also been very appalling. Uh, to me personally and very disturbing um um how much and how how quickly um indonesia's anti-semitism like i'm talking like hatred for jewish people yeah not for the israeli um government state itself but for the jewish people and how quickly that came on like full HD display like yeah, all like all of a sudden um like people saying like oh sa- kalau tahu dari dulu seharusnya si Hitler itu habisin mereka aja and I'm like yeah. bitch do you not realize that when you say that after Hitler's done with the Jews you know who he's coming after next you <laughs> you you Muslims, fucking brown blacks, ass yeah. Asians everybody everybody who's everybody. not Aryan um and to and, and to um your point right and I feel like this is where Um, I was um, talking to Buzzer behind the scenes about how I and I understand times like these. Um, this lands me in really hot waters as I have um, experienced myself from losing three thousand uh, followers um, on Instagram in one day. Um, that for some reason I just I don't I really don't understand why a lot of people have contentions with the fact that multiple things can be true at once. Yeah. Um, even until now, I yeah. still kind of I, I I don't get it. And um, if anybody would perhaps maybe want to change my mind about that and y'all know i'm very active and like i engage with everybody in the comments and in the dms and if you know y'all want to enlighten me and educate me like in a civil constructive way go ahead uh, but i really don't understand what is with all of this animosity towards people that are acknowledging that multiple things can be true at once because um one thing that i want to highlight is how you're talking about how suddenly you know israel does one bad thing admittingly a very very fucking horrible thing i very hope it can horrible. yeah very, very horrible terrible. thing yeah. but then you are going on about how oh israel does like one really horrible thing and then suddenly everybody's like being fucking anti-semitic you know where that resonates with me i think about how um how isolated um palestinians and even like i would extend that to um muslims around the world as well because what happened with palestine israel has been committing atrocities towards palestine for like the longest time, 75 75 fucking years right israel israel's been doing this and the moment that hamas retaliates albeit in a way that is absolutely like condemnable and like yeah, absolutely like there's no justifying that whatsoever yeah. right but the moment hamas, um, hamas retaliates and then that's when um everybody's talking about palestine and even then um the attention especially from western media right because if we're talking about media bias and or if we're just talking about human and biases in general um the moment something bad happens and it's palestine that's doing it and then that's when everybody talks about palestine but they talk about palestine in a way that oh all these people yeah see they're fucking terrorists all these muslims yeah, see, they're fucking yeah. terrorists yeah they generalize right? it it's always possible like the thing is uh if you ask me where i affiliate uh where i affiliate myself where i i'm obviously palestinian leaning but the thing is the 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 person the the people that i most the side that i most lean on is the people who are affected by this entire thing right because israel and hamas they do not represent the majority of what the people want right yeah it's also the conversation of separating the people from the government yeah separating the people from the government like yeah. say uh this is a this is this is the thing about like uh i don't get about why a lot of americans hate china mm-hmm. even though like uh it's just the chinese government not the chinese people 
of course there's some shit Chinese people that, but there's also nice Chinese people as well. And I've got friends from China who are actually anti-Chinese government. Mm-hmm. So that is possible. Right. Why is it not possible for, you know, Israel and Palestine? Mm-hmm. Why is it always black and white? Mm-hmm. And With- also like, you know, um, put it in this context, right? God forbid if one day Indo- the Indonesian government does something fucking stupid and let's say like bombs Malaysia, yeah. right? Bombs Kuala Lumpur and like, you know, innocent civilians were caught in that crossfire. Would it then make sense to for Malaysians and for the whole world to... Can be condemning Indonesian citizens that got no part in it whatsoever. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, not it's, fair. It's not fair at all. Yeah, um, it, it's I, I and I also I wanna um, you said something just now that I wanted to bring up a point about how um, history repeats itself. I can't remember what you said just now, but I wrote it down because mm-hmm. like it reminded me of like what I wanted to say. I think you were saying about how um, we've seen tragedies like this unfold before in the yeah. past and yeah, then like it's always the same thing it's always the same thing and then over like and over again and then the the um the solemnness of realizing that there's really not much that can be there's done not from much our that end. Can be i get done. i think yeah. that's what you were trying to get at yeah um i had that i recently had that reconciliation when i was um um reading a bit of history mostly about like world war uh one and two and then i never knew this that um the thing that Israel is currently doing a Palestine, the carpet bombing. Yes. Um, that's happened before, but not with um, Israel. But uh, the UK did that to Germany. Um, have you ever heard of a city called Dresden? Yes, it's a Dresden firebombing. Yes, the Dresden yes. firebombing. Right. The Dresden firebombing. Um, right. It was war crimes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely war crimes. Right. And um, see, and why it's um, why I think it's important to highlight the fact i think this pretty much is a fact right that yeah. history repeats itself history yeah. history tends to repeat itself it right tends chances to repeat are itself, yeah. the chance the chances are and when you know the um the carpet bombing of dresden happened back in the uk i mean i i, I wonder two things i wonder uh if if back then back then if we had social media already the way that yeah. we have it today like i wonder if the, yeah, the we would condemn reaction the uk would yeah for- would doing that would it be the same energy yeah it would right? be the same energy we would be sympathizing with the citizens of nazi germany mm-hmm. getting bombed to hell by the royal air force yeah uh, personally i think uh i think what a lot of you know the if back then we had social media right then the allies would see this as a complete victory that which is very sad mm-hmm. because again generalization echo chambering yeah. right it tends to happen mm-hmm. in a crowd of people. And social media in the end is just a crowd of people. Right. And generalization and echo chambering itself, it's really dangerous. Mm-hmm. And it, it shows that a lot of people uh, sees just one source of information and mm-hmm. they believe that they're informed afterwards and whatever they're doing, right. they are righteous. Right. But no, you are not righteous. Mm-hmm. You do not represent anything that is right. You are just lazy. You don't want to do your research. Mm-hmm. That's the case. Uh huh. So yeah. I, I I wonder uh, what it would have been like if social media existed back then. Uh, and the other, the bigger, more important and more pertinent to what's currently yeah. happening um, question that I, I'm wondering is if there was anything 
that could have been done to prevent that because look i understand i don't want to also take away the validity of using social media to raise awareness and mobilize support for those in need we've seen social media when used for good by good people it mm-hmm. achieves the most wonderful of things of course i don't want to take that away from people and i also i'm not saying so before anybody fucking cancels me i'm not saying that we should not be using social media to be raising awareness about what is happening in um, gaza Palestine, Gaza, right? I- I'm not saying that either. But how much does it really help? Do you see what I'm? Do you see what I'm yes, trying to say? Yeah. And I wonder. Back when the UK, Great Britain was carpet bombing Dresden, was there anything to be done? Because I, I, I feel like especially my audience members. Sorry to like all of the new audience members tuning in, perhaps. But like you know, um, pre, um, the regular takes audience members. Like y'all would know this about me. I'm a very I can be a very pessimistic person. Call it realism, call it pessimism. I have no idea, right? But at the same time, what's been really depressing is me reconciling with how I don't think any amount of us mobilizing on social media, no amount of us reposting, no amount of us protesting on the street, no amount of us doing really anything is going to change anything about the situation happening in Gaza if it's not up to the people that are currently the ones holding the guns, like literally and metaphorically. The ones on the ground. Yeah. The ones on the ground. Like it's, we want to, and that's where the conversation of compassion fatigue happens right where it's like i am in the midst of compassion fatigue right now like every time i go on social media i feel like pull my hair out bro like it's i it's depressing it's actually it's been affecting my mental health i'm not gonna even lie about that i can feel that because like the thing is like my whenever i open up my social media you know i've got plenty of you know i've got plenty of contacts here i got plenty of contacts there so those two meet and then i get you know i get pro-Palestinian algorithms and I sometimes get pro-Israeli algorithms and I see Mm -hmm. what is going on I see what they say sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad Mm -hmm. it's like the this clash of narrative Mm -hmm. you know that really gets to me Mm -hmm. that makes me think what can we do right it's just so hard to do it and especially look if you are an actual um citizen of palestine or if you're an actual citizen of israel or i would even argue because the u.s is very much involved in this if you are a a u.s citizen yeah i feel like there's still you have more of like a grounds to like to actually effectuate tangible palpable change right but when it's the people in korea and indonesia and india and like south africa like when we're so far away we don't have much stake yeah we We don't we don't have much stake we don't have have that much ground and also again at the end of the day even if it were the israeli people the people of israel are protesting they want they want netanyahu to step down they want bb to step down the whole world is protesting and nothing is getting done even the like what's been the most depressing for me like i'm about to actually fucking spiral i wanted to do this as like a chill calm conversation but obviously that's not fucking happening like of the course. thing that's been so fucking depressing is the fact that the, even the un can't do anything about it yes even, even the, the un even the uh, what's what's his name the director general of the uh uh-huh. new york office he had to he had to resign in disgust because of this i that's, literally just today no no yeah. no the, the literally news today y'all go look it up um apparently i don't know if this is like a thing in europe where um political leaders like prime ministers and presidents like they have to have psychiatrists like their own psychiatrists but netanyahu he had he had his own psychiatrist yeah i can't i'm sorry i can't uh, i'll maybe i'll insert the the headline like right um there. yeah like right here but um he had a for a psychiatrist who i think just today or maybe yesterday um committed suicide oh my god yeah that's um, terrible no just because of just like I think I I think it would be an underestimate like 
I, I don't think we should underestimate how much like this is also equally affecting the people, like the innocent, yeah, everyday civilians show, of yeah, Israeli it goes to show, citizens, it goes right? To show, like this entire thing, like, right? Yeah, it, it affects Israeli and, lives as well. Right, and like even someone with like, like probably you would argue a psychiatrist has like the most proxy to Netanyahu. Like the, he's like he's like the closest to yeah. to Netanyahu. He literally has. I would argue psychological access to Netanyahu, yeah. and even he can't do anything about it. Like nothing can be done unless the people that are literally and figuratively holding the gun, which is um, uh, Netanyahu, unless he wants to agree to a yeah. ceasefire or to whatever um, resolution, and it just doesn't seem like he wants to. He doesn't want to. Yeah. You see, uh, Netanyahu, or much more, uh, let's put it more simply, BB, because that's what he, what they call him back in Israel, BB. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like what he wants uh to do towards the people of Palestine, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not to free them as he said about mm-hmm. what he plans to do with Gaza and Hamas, but rather revenge. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like how how exactly could you justify, you know, how exactly could you justify? I have, I have the figures right here, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've got the numbers of. Holy shit, I don't have the numbers. It's on my laptop. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Like, how it, could you... Insert it here. Yeah. How exactly could you... Could you uh, could you justify the murders of 10,000 of Palestinian lives? 4,000 of them are children. Mm-hmm. Destruction of 18 hospitals. Right. About 1,800 1, homes. <sighs> As an act of self defense, mm-hmm. like how could you justify that as I, an act of self defense? I I want to I want to yeah. get into that right because obviously like p- uh, people on the pro Israeli side, which are, I'm surprised there actually are pro Israeli people here in Indonesia. I'm really surprised, but it's usually like, I'm sorry, but it's like it's usually Christians. It's usually Christians who think that they have to support Israel because they're Christian. When it's like it it, it don't got nothing to do with you, babe. Yeah, like, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> have anything to do with Christianity. Like you Whatsoever. can just support there's christian palestinians Mm -hmm. and churches are also being bombed in gaza yeah exactly so it's not a religious conflict whatsoever but a lot of people but a lot of people in indonesia and even other parts of the world they're misconstruing this conflict to be a religious conflict which is like an entirely different like that's another conversation of just how fucking exasperated i'm tired of y'all shit but um but what i wanted to say is that I want to get into the um, the whole self defense uh-huh. uh, yeah, ar- yeah, argument, yeah, sure. human shield argument, right? I, I find that so fascinating. Um, I I've, I've thought about it for so long, just how like the self defense argument. Of course, a, a lot of people on the pro Israeli side they keep saying, right? Like, no, but Israel has like the 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 rights to defend to defend well, itself. Of, cor- of course, like Israel has the rights to defend themselves. The rights to defend themselves yeah. and also to uh to retaliate against the atrocities that were committed on of October seven. Yeah. I get it, right? Look, I I get it, but at the same time, um, and this is where international law comes in, right? Where yeah. a principle, um, pr- um proportionality and necessity are principles that are outlined in the united nations um uh, charter i believe is what it's called it's outlined in the the rules of the united nations essentially whereby essentially it's in united nations customs yeah yeah it's it's part of the it's part of international laws where not only yes you are allowed to defend yourself you are allowed to um seek justice and punish the other side for like an atrocity that was committed to you but not only does the punishment need to fit the crime but also the scope of your retaliation needs to be in proportion to the perceived potential threat do do you see what i'm trying to say so it's like i see that i see that i'm just i'm making i'm trying to make the point here that i i in a way i get why 
the why Israel is doing this, mm-hmm. but the how they are doing it and like just the the scope of all of this is just absolutely fucking barbaric. And like I don't it's see barbaric. I don't it's see anymore. I, yeah. I can't see anymore. Like if people can acknowledge that unless people don't acknowledge that this is a genocide that is currently happening. Um I don't know how in your right mind you could still be pro Israel. Like I guess like for the people that are pro Israel, like I don't even understand why you're pro like what are you in support of anymore yeah what are you in support <laughs> like, of I like i feel like every news outlet shows that what israel is doing towards gaza is just outright bombing like there's no denying even cnn who's purportedly supposed to be pro-west uh there was this one i don't know if you've seen this video but there's this one interview where wolf blitzer he's a jewish mm-hmm. uh he's a journalist of mm-hmm. jewish background uh he's a very famous uh cnn journalist mm-hmm. he interviewed a spokesperson uh for the idf mm-hmm. right and which he questions uh the idf's uh what do you call that the idf's action in bombing what is uh what is obviously a refugee camp right you know what the IDF uh, spokesperson said mm. when presented with that question? He said bombing the, you know, bombing the refugee camp for the sake of taking out one terrorist leader and killing many mm-hmm. civilians, it is a tragedy of war. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, they kind of just excuse all of this under the guise of, yeah. oh, that's just how war is. And that's I've heard a lot of my friends is. say that and too. That's just, and that's terrible mm-hmm. because Why? You can choose not to bomb that refugee camp. Right. Right? The thing is, like, if you do not want to bomb a refugee camp, risk a PR disaster, Mm -hmm. then look for other, uh, you know, exhaust other corridors of, uh, you know, other corridors of of approach. Right. You could, you could, you you know, you could do something else that does not take as much collateral damage. I'm not condoning, uh, I'm not condoning any actions uh that deliberately does collateral damage mm-hmm. but obviously everything is much more better than this mm-hmm. you want to know what's much more better than this that doesn't need to exhaust collateral damage talk it out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stop the endless slaughter mm-hmm. like how long are you going to keep this going mm-hmm. i think this entire problem would propagate a blood feud for 20 more years yeah for yeah. 20 more years, it will propagate a blood feud. Right. And in about that time span, we will see another Hamas violence again. Mm-hmm. Right. Why am I saying this? Because most of the Hamas fighters that are mm-hmm. fighting for their lives right now for the safety of Gaza against Israel, they grew up when Hamas was being bombed by Israel back in 2009. Mm-hmm. So you could see that this is just merely a cycle of revenge taking hold yeah there's definitely i get the sense now that a lot of what israel is doing and when i say israel i don't mean like everybody in israel i'm talking about i think primarily it's um benjamin netanyahu no like he's pretty yeah, much BB. like yeah bb yeah he's pretty much like the head honcho of all of this of I, course I, I he's pretty much everything lies in his hands you know you, um, know, what's, you know what's really uh, fucked up about bb is that everybody in israel knows that bb is a he's a fucked up machiavellian politician yeah he's a bad guy yeah no yeah. um i you you know 
Benjamin Netanyahu, his um, for for all the people at home, y'all should y'all should know this, right? And because this is part of the conversation of having to separate the people from the government, uh-huh. you know, most of the people of Israel don't even like Benjamin Netanyahu. They don't like him. He has an absurdly high disapproval rating of like what was it like eighty five percent, eighty seven percent. Even yeah. most people in Israel don't fucking like him. And um, what was I saying about Benjamin Netanyahu was that you get the sense that there is an element of um, vengeance in all that he is mm-hmm. doing, and even an element of vengeance yeah. in the uh the israeli citizens that are celebrating this catastrophe in gaza because i literally was just thinking about it today right and oh my god this is so like um i literally just filmed a tiktok video today Mm -hmm. it literally just went up on my tiktok it's the video of me stitching this girl my friend anil shout out to um anil and like you know we did the trans debate on the show and everything with him um anil he sent me a tiktok video it was this israeli girl do you guys want to see it i can like put it up on screen as well the caption reads the feeling that will be after we beat gaza and have disneyland sephora starbucks place and hotels and water park so that's the caption right um and i feel like this is just yet another symptom of again what i was talking about there's this element of vengeance that some israeli jews not all but some israeli jews i think they harbor where in a way i think they're kind of having their their um like Uh, their moment where because for so long jews were the ones that were ostracized and oppressed the holocaust russian programs jewish people were yeah and and jewish people they were kicked out um, correct me if i'm wrong but jewish people like they were pretty much kicked out of every country like no country wanted them and then it's like you know they were like oppressed right like jewish people have suffered Collect, Jewish people collectively have suffered so much atrocities tr- th- throughout human history yeah. and there's like you know acknowledging that right but then I feel like there's something going on here where it's like they have they I feel like I feel like the para I feel like I kind of feel like the paranoia is catching up yeah like right where it's like I- imagine what it must be like to be an Israeli so, Jew yeah it's like it's Tra- like this they at first like for for the longest amount of time for two millennia right imagine Mm-hmm. Two millennia's worth of suffering, of oppression, of subjugation, and mm-hmm. finally you have all the power. They get a power trip. They get a power trip. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. also I again like my point, like how even like, power trip aside, that's definitely happening. That's but, definitely happening. But it's the the paranoia yeah. that's finally catching up to them, that's right? Because pr- yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. imagine yeah. what it's like to be an Israeli Jew because okay, this is where back again to what I said about I want this um, episode to also hold space of empathy for all sides of right? course yeah like, imagine for a second guys like what it must be like to grow up as an Israeli Jew yeah 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 you are told your entire life that everybody is, is out, out to, to get kill you, you. Yeah. yes like and I don't know there's also an element of brainwashing that is going on right which is what I addressed indoctrination the, of course like um uh, propaganda brainwashing indoctrination yeah. from the government absolutely right and so all of that it like it, it's an amalgamation of all of those yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. but and then Hamas they did what they did on October 7th and then suddenly it's like oh shit like oh my god this is it it's, it's, like, like, it's like this is, it's like, yeah, it's this is it yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's happening this is happening all over again and then whatever, the paranoia yeah. like just, yeah whatever we were uh, whatever we were taught to be like this is this is the point like mm-hmm. The ultra nationalists were right. Right. They were right to feel pa- to fear Palestine because this is happening. Right. And yeah. yeah, I feel like 
that's why bb netanyahu aside like what we're seeing from some of the israeli citizens that are getting a kick out of the destruction and the annihilation of innocent israeli uh, sorry innocent palestinian lives of course there's like the element of again government propaganda brainwashing and all that but i think it's also just because i think they're kind of having like what you said a power trip and like in their minds it, this is gonna sound so sadistic and i kind of hope some part of me hopes that this is not really the case but i can yeah. see it happening where it's this like they're 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 like how finally you know what it's like oh. serves you right like mm. now you know it's your turn it's your turn i feel like that's kind of what's happening because i would not be surprised the way that israeli jews were raised and like with all that government propaganda i would not be surprised if they yeah. thought like that yeah no one is surprised no one is surprised because like but what's more fucked up about this, right, mm-hmm. is that the Palestinians themselves were always oppressed. Mm-hmm. Same as Jews. They were, mm-hmm. they were always oppressed by all the powers around them. Mm-hmm. You, need to, you need to remember that the Levantine region, mm-hmm. it was a crossroad for major empires all over the world, mm-hmm. right? Wherever they're situated right now, it was the center of where all the empires were at. Right. Obviously, there were people slaves at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what's fucked up is that Israeli people are doing this towards people who are supposed to share their own pain mm-hmm. of being subjugated. Mm-hmm. Now, they're subjugating people who are basically right. of the same cut. Right. Exactly. And it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. It it's is. fucked up how this apartheid is doing them just because they're having a power trip. Yep. Yeah. By the way, but okay this is what i don't yeah. understand how much money has the u.s uh gave how much has the u how much money has the u.s given israel for like military defense like was it like some absurd number like 14 billion dollars or something yeah how exactly like, did hamas break through the perimeter no 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 uh, what, what i'm trying to say is damn how much no seriously look it up please like how much money did the u.s give israel like ever since october 7 to defend themselves against hamas how much money was it like 14 billion dollars or something 14 billion dollars and israel is allegedly one of has one of the most advanced intelligence operations in the entire world and you can't kill how big is hamas fewer than a hundred thousand fewer hundred thousand a fewer than that maybe about 50 50,000 figures 70,000 50,000 Fifty thousand people? Maybe. Okay, that's that okay, that's a bigger number than what I was expecting. I yeah. was expecting like Hamas to be like uh, And Hamas uh we are we're talking about Hamas in general and that extends to their operations outside of Gaza as well. But back to my point, okay, yeah. let's say Hamas is like a num like let's say like fifty thousand people. But yeah, fifty thousand people is really not I that do, much. Yeah, like I do get your point though. Like Like how how the fuck you got all that money and you got supposedly the most advanced intelligence in the whole world and you can't kill 50,000 people? Give me that money. I, Joe, Joe Biden, give me that money. I'll let me take down Hamas for you. And BB, Netanyahu, Netanyahu, if you are watching this, he won't be watching this, but Netanyahu, if you are watching this, let me, give me the money, let me do it. Oh, looks like you're going to get a job from BB. Let, let, <laughs> let, let me do it. Let me do it. And you know what? Better uh, yet, I'll do it. I'll kill Hamas for you. And I'll do it without killing any innocent civilians. How about that? How about that? Clean. Yeah. Clean. 
clean squeaky i just no i don't get it it's absurd they make up all these excuses like oh we bombed the hospital we bombed this and that because we got all these underground tunnels and then the other day look i can't i don't know how reliable i'm so sorry to cut you off but i don't know how reliable of an information this is but then i i read something the other day on twitter that's why i questioned the validity of this but um take it with a grain of salt but somebody on twitter posted that um they say that oh yeah because on the israeli end like what their intelligence operations are seeing is that oh like these um underground tunnels like oh that could be hamas that could be hamas and then apparently it's just a bunch of like underground like it has nothing to do with hamas it's just like sewers or whatever sewers and shit yeah 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 and it's like you have all that money you have all that equipment you have all that resource in your disposal and you You can't even take out small fry yeah that's what i'm saying is ridiculous it's ridiculous oh my god Oh yeah. Yes, Basim Yusuf. He made that argument. It's yeah. such a smart. It's such a smart argument. If because I, in the beginning, Israel kept going on about how we're doing this because we need to defend ourselves from Hamas. We need to defend. But like, they attack West Bank. Yeah. But yeah, but then like, what the fuck are you doing in the West Bank? Then there's yeah, no Hamas the in the West Bank. Yeah. That's PLO. Yeah. What, what the fuck are you doing over there? Yeah. But actually, it's like this. Uh, uh, I feel like I feel like in terms of principle, like yeah, what the fuck is Israel doing? Like it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense for them to attack uh, uh, West Bank, which is Fatah controlled territory, right? Uh-huh. The thing is, like it's like this. Uh, from a matter of geopolitics, I believe um, Fatah saw what Hamas was doing, and knowing that they were in the same plight together, but they weren't really uh, what do you call that? They they were in the same plight together, but they they uh they had different methods of doing things mm-hmm. like the way martin luther king does this and this is malcolm x mm-hmm. uh, he does a different thing like magneto and charles xavier from x-men mm-hmm. uh uh i feel like fatah can't help but to have to support whatever hamas is doing because mm-hmm. uh the way they see it this is a fait accompli mm-hmm. this is fait accompli okay this is done this has done damage to israel Mm -hmm. so looks like that forces our hand to do it as well Mm -hmm. so whatever fatah is doing yes israel it doesn't make sense if israel wants to invest resources in west bank makes absolutely no sense whatsoever but in terms of geopolitics fatah is probably trying to trying to take uh he's trying they're trying to take they're trying to to control the momentum, mm-hmm. you know, which kind of makes sense if uh, uh, what's it called the uh, the Fatah decides to be a bit more aggressive mm-hmm. towards Israel and mm-hmm. West Bank, which right. causes plenty of casualties. But again, I believe the conflict extending to West Bank is just nonsensical, right? Because Fatah and Hamas, in the first place, they had a major schism back in two thousand seven. Right, Hamas was no longer part of the PLO ever since right so just makes no sense why both of them are fighting there it's just a waste it's a senseless waste of human life and resources mm-hmm. i'll give you an analogy yeah. analogy jadi kayak ospek iya kayak ospek sama senior kan mm-hmm. begitu kita jadi senior harusnya lu balas dendam sama seniornya iya mm. yeah. tapi terus akhirnya eh sekarang gue punya power nih iya yes, yeah, itu yes, analogi yes. yang bagus oh, ya. oh yeah, you're so right adik kelasnya yeah. disiksa terus adik kelasnya ada yang lama kalau ospek tuh harusnya misalnya gak kayak gini atau gue gak setuju sama lu lu yeah. gitu yeah. terus anjing lu satu orang kayak 
dihabisin semuanya kan satu angkatan. Iya. Nah, gitu. That, that's like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I see how that relates to my point. Yeah, it's it's yeah. the uh, the the vengeance. Like you you have this now you have the power. You want to abuse it because you want to make other people feel the way that you yeah. feel. It's a self fulfilling prophecy. Yes, and projection. <laughs> projection. <laughs> and yes. a lot of no, oh no, oh my god, I am so sorry, but like you oh know what, Israel? God. Like if if, yeah. if Israel were like if we were to to make Israel into a person, you know what she kind of reminds me of? It's like that one bitch who's like Omega fucking problematic. And like, yes, I understand that the where is Israel is geographically located is in the literally in the middle of the Middle East, yeah, surrounded by of all of these Muslim countries yeah. that allegedly the Quran, like it includes verses that are just like very anti-Semitic, right? So like this is what my, um, a pro-Israel Jewish American friend of mine from back in the States, like that's uh-huh. what, you know, the argument that he presented me with is that, well, how would you feel being surrounded by all these countries that literally want you dead, yeah. right? And so it's like, okay, if you put it that way, I understand why Israel fears, uh, fear for, why Israel fears for, you know, it's safety but, i understand then like why you have to have a robust military but it's at the same time at the same time a lot of israel's problems like yeah they started she's the problematic bitch that starts her own problems yeah, and then when everybody and then when everybody retaliates she's like yeah. she plays victim she's like huh why like why are you doing this to me not knowing goddamn well your bitch ass is fucking problematic and psycho as shit this girl named Israela. <laughs> Israela, yeah, this girl, this bitch named Israela. She's inside right? a toxic relationship with Palestino. No, and she reminds me of you know that one bitch who like she has all these like pent up like traumas and everything like unprocessed traumas that yeah, she don't know how yeah, to deal yeah. with, and because she got all this trauma, she like she lashes uh, it out lashes on boyfriend it out on Palestino. Yeah. yeah, boyfriend Palestino and like all her other friends. Yeah, all around her yeah. that are probably just like yeah. either chilling or like just trying like, to help. It's like this, you. Brought up the point, right? You brought up the point that uh, Israel is literally surrounded by a sea of enemies uh-huh. because in the Quran, right, it is interpreted mm-hmm. that you are supposed to kill. Disclaimer: I didn't make that argument. My friend back in the U.S. made that argument. Yeah. I am just acknowledging that that is an argument out there. Yeah, and I'm trying to I'm trying to reinforce that you can interpret it that way, but I do not recommend you to interpret it that way because that would be condoning murder. But anyways, uh-huh. uh, as I was saying, uh. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, you you created this own problem. Why? Because you brought yourself to the sea, you know, to that sea of enemies. Yes. That you made. If you were going to be this paranoid, why put yourself in well, the middle of the Middle East? Oh, okay. Hold on. Wait. Yeah. I think this is where I will speak. I, I I will give Israel some 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 grace here in the sense that they technically didn't. They technically didn't choose to be in the location, like to be in, like in Palestine. Oh come on, Zionism! Did they choose? They chose to be there. Right? Wasn't it? Wasn't it given to given it to them by the Brit, the Brits? Yeah. Okay. So it was like this. Uh, back in the nineteenth century. Uh, Sorry. Okay. You, you want something? Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Back in the nineteenth century, there was this thing called the Balfour Declaration. Yeah. And it was all about. Uh, Zionism about how the UK would help uh, the uh, the Israelis go back the uh, the Jews to go back to their homeland, which mm-hmm. is Canaan, which is today. Israel and Judea, which is today Israel and Palestine. Interesting. Levantine region, yeah. But- so the Jews wanted to go there because they believe that's their homeland. Jews, okay. The reason I say that. Yeah, it's a promised land. But at the same time, see, this is where and this is where I want to yeah. get into the conversation of Zionism because, oh my God, like, w- w- why, why am I, 
why did I get a different information? Or I don't know, like, I don't know what the fuck is happening right now. If you read the Torah, Uh it doesn't mention anything about Palestine. You know where, if you want to talk all about where the Israel, like like the original Jews are from, according to the Torah... According to the Torah, you know what? I'm going to insert just like, you know, so that I don't uh-huh. bear the responsibility of like spreading misinformation. Like, But I got it from like this TikTok video okay, okay. of like this girl. She's um, Jewish and she um, uh, Jude- practices Judaism. She reads the Torah. Yeah. And apparently in the Torah, it says that originally they're from what we presently today call as Iraq. Iraq. Iraq, yeah. or, Iraq or Iran? Yeah. Iraq. Yeah. Iraq. Like according to the Torah. According to the Torah. Yeah, that's according to their own religious book and also something that um i was t- um, telling you earlier but i wanted to save um i wanted to save it for this conversation mm. uh zionism how i recently just found out that you know apparently zionism goes against the um the religion of judaism yeah that is uh you you said that earlier before this video started yeah. which is kind of interesting like uh uh why would you how do you say that how how do you say that zionism is against judaism oh uh, first of all the source where i got that from and again maybe like i'll uh-huh. either like uh, inserted like right in the middle here um for people to like listen to like this rabbi on uh, yeah. tiktok um he was um he was saying it so basically um um jewish people according to the torah are not allowed to you know what actually let me read it out so that i at like at the risk of like spreading misinformation an hour in an this hour video i believe minutes. uh there an is hour. like a dozen of incriminating lines that we've right spoken yeah 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 no see i i i feel like there are very little clips that that can there are very little um moments in this episode that can be turned into clips and even so i don't think i really want to put that many clips from this episode out there because i see the thing is i know a lot of people especially in the age of social media we want everything fast we want everything fast we want to know everything in like under one minute two minutes and like one of the most absurd comments that i've ever received um is there was this one person in my comments saying how you know all it takes is a five minute google search to understand what the fuck is going on how hard is it to pick a side Oh my god. And, like, it's not like that. Oh my god. The way, like, the tri- like, trivialize, you'll fucking trivialize it, ass bitch. Historians, you know what's so interesting? My friend, he's a historian, mm-hmm. like an actual fucking historian. Masters in history, all that type of shit, right? You know what's very interesting? You hear, on the internet especially, you hear everybody talking about this conflict. You hear politicians talking about it. You hear influencers and business owners and literally everybody under the sun talking about this conflict. You know who you're not hearing talking about this conflict? Historians. What do historians say? No, you you don't you don't hear historians talking out about this, mm. because historians know that when like what something what's the quote? Oh my goodness, I should have prepared this. I didn't know I was going to ingrain this into the conversation, but something along the lines of when whenever war starts, that's usually when the truth dies, or something like that. In the sense of like whenever times like these occur, you only know the truth after the war ends. That's the same thing with World War Two, uh, World War One, World War World War Two, because a lot of times when you're still in People the people choose heat, what the truth is. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like especially because when you know uh, in times of war, in times of like um. A cataclysmic conflict that's what we're seeing right now um a lot of misinformation and disinformation and propaganda right and so like when you're in the when you're in the thick of it and we are currently in the thick of this israel-palestine conflict like we're yeah. literally like filming this right now it's still happening it like 
talk to any historian they'll tell you like we don't know the, what the truth is yet the truth will unfold itself like after like yeah. w- once this has been finished and like after this is finished like say 10 years the historians they have a lot of work to do they need to disseminate the truth from mountains of propaganda misinformation mm-hmm. false narratives enforced narratives like all of that mm-hmm. um it's a hard work to do because uh that's where the truth lies mm-hmm. and a lot of people they want to take advantage of the truth either by covering it up by twisting it by telling half truths mm-hmm. or by not telling them at all mm-hmm. to uh, to gain advantage right. of the information war right yeah oh and also again about the uh, rabbi that was t- talking about how zionism is technically against the religion of judaism is because uh by their own book they're literally told in there that they're not allowed to attempt to recreate their own uh, sovereignty like by themselves something about how um it's supposed they're supposed to wait for jesus to like rise back up again and like that's when like something like that i don't know are you adhd i swear to god we're like we're we're literally serving adhd in this episode like because i can't i'm trying to like finish a point and then you cut me off and then like we're and then i cut you off on your point and then like i keep like having to go back to like my original point my also something that that i wanted to a point that i wanted to make everybody especially in the age of social media we are Mm -hmm. so accustomed to getting everything fast it's like the fast food of information right we want everything to be in under one minute to know everything in under one minute and you are consumerism right yeah yeah mass consumerism essentially like it's a symptom of it essentially and i'm sorry but the reason why i'm not gonna you're not gonna see a lot of clips from this episode going up on tiktok because number one i think it does a really big disservice to the severity and the complexity of the situation for you to basically reduce it down to a one minute two minute soundbite Mm. and also because no you're not gonna get you're you're not gonna get the truth from a one minute, two minute TikTok clip or That's an true. IG real clip, okay? It I find it so incredibly, incredibly either disingenuous or facetious or somewhere in between those two definitions that people ex- literally, like I think a lot of people are internalizing how it, all it takes is just a five minute Google search and you know the truth. No, you fucking, no, you fucking don't. That and is like, not doing for, justice to the entire situation. And for people to trivialize this, like a 75-year-long conflict and you think a five-minute Google search is going to do it for you, Mary? Like, think again. This one celebrity, like... Selena Gomez? I forgot. No, it's an Indonesian celebrity. Uh, Relin Shah? I think it, it was... We just dropping names here because honestly, all of this is public. Like, I really forget. Probably it was Rachel Venya. Yeah, she, maybe. What she do? Uh, or what the netizens do? It was back in Halloween. But I don't know if it's a uh, Rachel Venya or pro- yeah, it's the a witch hunt. They ask, they ask, uh, they said to all celebrities, including Rachel Venya, was it Rachel Venya? I don't know, but we'll see. Well, we'll I'll actually double check later on. But uh, they said to all celebrities that are celebrating Halloween while mm-hmm. Gaza is being bombed to bits and pieces. Like, mm-hmm. why are you celebrating this while people on Gaza are dying right now? Like. What is that supposed to achieve? Mm-hmm. Why are you living such a privileged life when all the kids in Africa mm-hmm. are literally suffering from world hunger? Like, I'm calling out a lot of you Indonesian netizens because y'all are full of shit. Like, okay, let's be so fucking for real. Nobody gave a shit about Israel and Palestine before October 7th. Absolutely nobody gave a fuck. Most people yeah. didn't probably even know. Like, Israel probably people know. Existed. People probably knew superficially, like, okay, yeah, there's a, like a conflict between Israel and Palestine and everything, and it's been going on for 75 years, but that's all. It was like superficial knowledge of the conflict, and then suddenly after October 7, everybody claims themselves to be experts on this, and like to know the truth about all this, and then expect everybody else to be experts on this, and to know the truth of it. I better see the same fucking energy from all of you Indonesian netizens, especially when we're talking about the genocides that are happening in Sudan, Libya, and Congo. Of course. And... Let's not forget about our own country, West Papua. Let's talk about that oh, yeah. some other time on the show. Um, but 
yeah no i'm just saying i'm just saying keep it real it's also just been very interesting how suddenly everybody's such a humanitarian yeah um, when, when, it, when, when it comes to when it comes to israel and palestine everybody's a humanitarian but sometimes it's also an excuse for people to indulge in their own anti-semitism right but Semitism. i mean right but. but but also because i feel like this is just honestly this is just my personal ob- observation I, I i honestly feel like a lot of indonesians the reason why they're suddenly so humanitarian and suddenly they care so much about palestinians exactly is number one of course same religion like proximity like yeah, due to religion, religion but also because i think there's an element too of like because native the the average native indonesian brown skin everything like they look more like the palestinian so it's also just like a racial thing as well because sudan correct me if i'm wrong sudan is islamic as well sudan, sudan is also muslim is, sudan, sudan is, muslim. is muslim if i'm not Con- mistaken yeah, sudan is muslim sudan. congo is muslim but it's because they're yeah. black yeah but it's because they're black and indonesians are racist as yeah, fuck i'm sorry cares. y'all don't want to hear that or maybe or maybe y'all don't even fucking care but it's, when it but when it's um and hu- um social and humanitarian injustices that happen towards black people suddenly y'all are like oh no i don't see that whenever i'm in friday prayers people always pray about their for their palestinian reverence but the thing is you guys are only concerned about muslims in palestine mm-hmm. meanwhile you got muslims in sudan mm-hmm. muslims in every part of africa mm-hmm. and then the one part that is most often forgotten by the rest of the muslim world is mm-hmm. the Uyghurs. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. the Uyghurs in china yep who are in turn in camps like where yep where is that where is your uh where is your support for that yep yeah. but i know but i know most people in this country y'all so sinophobic as shit so yeah you want to know something i feel mm-hmm. that netizens could do if they want to really support Palestine, well, you could just blow up your own house and not eat for five days. Mm-hmm. That will show solidarity. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, yeah, Oh my gosh! Like, no, I'm so sorry. Again, it's like I don't want to. I, I don't want to invalidate the impact that social media, when used for good by good people, can actually do. It can move to incredible things. Yes, it, it can absolutely. We have seen how social media has practically moved mountains, right? But I I urge all of you people at home to please critically think about this like yes as even with posting right let's talk about the effectiveness of posting posting on social media is a good thing right because you are helping spread information awareness um, spreading like raising awareness um but it also at the same time you need to be conscious of what and how much you are sharing because here's what the one thing right it's quality over quantity a lot of people right now i think are having this mindset that you need to constantly post about palestine you need to constantly post about uh this this conflict right and then at some point number one basically it's like when you post too much all in one go um what are the chances of people actually like being able to digest everything you're feeding too much all at once yeah you're feeding yeah yeah uh So that so that's one, and also number two, you need to filter out what you are sharing. Not everything, everything that shared. you see needs to be shared, yeah. and also not everything on, that you see on the internet yeah. is even true. Yeah, because sometimes you also need to understand that what you what you are posting, right? You are also responsible for it, right? That's yes. why spreading hoax, you can get jailed, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the the say the Indonesian saying of mu adalah harimau mu. It's it's true. Mm-hmm. Because when you post something that is wrong and people are very ignorant mm-hmm. and they believe whatever you say, they feed on it, mm-hmm. they're going to spread that lies too. Yeah. 
and suddenly everybody is ascribing to to what is blatantly a lie but nobody knows that it's a lie because people are too ignorant about right. it they don't want to seek the truth they right. don't want to validate the information and people don't want to yeah. take and people don't want to take the time to do their due diligence and fact check everything but at the same time like i i understand because it's like how do we fact check everything and it's so tiring like if every single time like we have to do our research to post something but at the same time that is what you're supposed to be doing especially if you're yeah. somebody of a, a sizable platform i would say i constitute under that umbrella you know what i mean it's like we're navigating through difficult waters and people are not and people are not showing empathy yeah like you know people are not giving you the uh people are not giving you the time and the uh, space for you to do your research Mm -hmm. right because that's yeah yeah when you uh when people uh like say you don't know anything about israel and palestine and that's okay right you're not directly involved in it right uh, it's okay to know about it, but you don't have any obligation to learn about it, right? Mm-hmm. And when you want to learn about it, that, that it happens on your own time. It happens right. on your own space. But when people say that you don't learn enough about it, I feel like that's just arrogance on their part. What makes you so better mm-hmm. than a lot of people? What makes you so better than this person trying to learn? Right. Um, and, and that's why... See, I would almost rather not everybody... Um, I would almost rather not everybody become an expert on the Israel-Palestinian conflict in the sense that I would prefer that it's the people that genuinely want to learn about the conflict, yeah. right? So that they can maybe contribute to an educated conversation about the yeah, conflict. Yeah, yeah, and, you yeah. Know, yeah. You know, something. Yeah, that's true. Right? I yeah. would rather the people that are genuinely interested in learning about the conflict do learn about the conflict and then, you know, maybe if they're confident enough, speak up about the conflict. Yeah. But if you, and this is basically like what always happens every time like we see giant social, um, social movements like uh, BLM or, you know, humanitarian crises like, you know, Palestine like what we're seeing right now and then everybody just pressures you to immediately like hold a gun to your head and pick a side right and like no you need like are you ready to pick a side right now like have you done like like have have you done your learning like have you been educating yourself you know what i mean and it's like you are you're you're incentivizing people to learn about the conflict for for the wrong reasons yeah you know what i mean and i just this was something that i said in uh one of my other tiktok videos too of how i it's a lot of hypocrisy right now going on um, because you cannot in the same breath that you are telling people that they need to do better and educate themselves on a matter of an issue and then vilify them the moment that they are taking the time yeah, to do so. Yeah, they're taking the time to do so and then you get angry that they're not doing it fast enough. Right, under the guise that, yeah. oh, you're staying silent. It's like, what do you want, right? And then it's like at the in the same breath y'all are saying like we need to we need to constantly post about palestine we need to post, constantly post about the atrocities of israel and then and then but you're also saying no but you need to like do your research as well and like you know um make sure that everything is factually correct and it's like everything is contradicting itself in times like these because people just can't fucking calm down and be level-headed and i want to say something about i want to i want to offer this point of view I feel like we owe it to the people that are currently suffering the injustice to be level-headed mm. and to remain calm and to to behave rationally because that is a privilege that they do not have. Yes. That they do not afford that we do. Yeah. So when we are being level-headed, when we are taking our time and when we are being calm and we are filtering out information, right? And we are taking it one step at a time, right? We don't do it 
in a way we're not really doing it for us we're doing it for them because they that's a luxury that they don't afford yeah do you know what do you see what i'm trying to say yeah yeah i see what you're saying like Like sometimes like again pertaining to my point before mm -hmm. you want to learn things on your own time and space right but people just keep on pressuring you to keep on doing it right Mm -hmm. but when you reach uh when you reach to a conclusion that doesn't really uh that doesn't really align with what they subscribe with Mm -hmm. then they say oh you're wrong Mm -hmm. you're not doing enough research Mm -hmm. then i would take that as a sign that somebody you know somebody doesn't respect my time in doing my own research no they just want me to subscribe on what they believe in Mm -hmm. if you do so if you want that to be the if you if, if you want that to be the case then why don't you just tell me to start taking whatever shit that you're on right why don't we just all listen to you why don't we all just listen to you but my question is why should we listen to you Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. you're just a random you know you're just a rando on the internet exactly yeah what you do for a living are you uh how are you contributing to this uh how are you contributing to this conflict how are you relevant what is your position in what you say right when you say something it is a reflection of your own opinion it doesn't necessarily represent what others are thinking right. or what the situation says right that's what i was saying earlier about how i think social media has pro- um, programmed a lot of us to have a very myopic view of everything including ourselves and we kind of social media also like it inflates our egos and it creates it turns people into narcissists borderline definitely yeah yeah and then sub- suddenly everybody be thinking like no i can change the world right with like one post or some fucking bullshit like that and this is out of topic but i feel like a lot of people who feel strongly about how they can change the will end up changing it for the worse mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. no and they even they extrapolate that mindset and apply it like the opposite way like yeah. what we see with selena gomez and all these other celebrities for example right and how they think that no um selena gomez is the most followed person on instagram so she can change the world with just one post and i i got a lot of heat from uh for tweeting that on um what was formerly known as twitter i refuse uh-huh. to call it by its current name which is an abomination mm-hmm. yeah um somebody like a, a certain billionaire wanting to turn it into a dating app but that's besides the point um, <laughs> okay. um no i got a lot of heat for for that because i just i find it very hypocritical that a lot of people they everybody turned to selena gomez pressuring the living shit out of that girl to f- speak up about an issue that let's just be so fucking for real as influencers and celebrities like are they really the best people to be speaking up about a conflict like this you know what i mean like That's you the thing. you, That's the you, thing. you pressure all these influencers and celebrities who by the way have no genuine incentive to even care about any of these these issues like let's just be fucking for real i would prefer it if they did sure i would prefer if everybody it, did yeah. right yeah. like genuinely but the reality is they just fuck, they just fucking don't, right? I'm sorry, but Selena Gomez and all these other like big A-list celebrities, even the celebrities here in Indonesia, they could care less about this conflict. Most of them, at the very least, right? And like, it's just it's so hypocritical. Like y'all are going after Selena, pressuring her to come out with a statement, and when she finally does, you guys shit on her because the statement wasn't good enough for you. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it, hypocritical. It's like what do you? It's like. So, in times like these everything you do and everything you say yeah, even everything a, you don't do and don't say is oh, wrong it's a modern sport yeah no and i honestly just feel like a lot of these people as per fucking usual like what like, it, chronic internet behavior like you just want a reason to be angry at something yeah you want a reason to be angry at something and then after they give you a reason you're angry at it you know mm-hmm. it's like it's like uh, gimana ya? 
Now let's let's take it to back to Selena Gomez. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, try and put yourself in the shoes of somebody who is the most followed person on Instagram. Somebody who has all that power. Uncle Ben before he died, <laughs> he said, "I take this yeah. from a comic book called Spider Man for the ignorant masses." But anyways, Uncle Ben said before he died, "With great power comes." great responsibility and exactly like you are delegating yeah. that huge of a responsibility to someone who by the way like not only does she just have no stake in it has no stake in it she's not incentivized to genuinely care about this mm. but also she's really she is not the person for you to be going at like all of this time and energy being wasted on witch hunting influencers and celebrities which by the way recently happened on 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 Itokan twitter like yeah why you're spending all this time and energy going after celebrities like selena gomez what the fuck is she gonna do why don't direct that to other more productive things why don't you yeah why don't you start hunting politicians who don't mm-hmm. who don't show support oh actually no Hello. what what do y'all think about the boycotting that's happening right now simple sih lu mau boycott sebuah barang silakan lu lakukan sendiri tapi jangan memaksakan kendak itu kepada orang lain do not force other people to do shit the same as you do. Okay. Right. And also, at least if you're going to boycott, number one, make sure that you're boycotting the companies that ought to be boycotted. And also, number two, learn the definition of boycotting. Boycotting does not mean harassing employees that work for that company. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Do not harass while boycotting. Boycotting is just refusing to buy anything or contributing right. economically. Also, boycotting is not performative activism like the guy that you were talking about in the McDonald's drive through yeah. That is like 100% performative activism. Like, that is not at all... Uh, dia yang ngepost gue yang malu anjing kayak <laughs> like okay and uh, when it comes to boycotting I, I will say this boycotting historically um, has been has been effective it's mm. been an, one of probably you could argue it's one of the most effective ways of um, bringing about change because nothing changed people more than money right yeah. um, money going up money going down um, so boycotting is effective um, it's yeah I think I'm not against. I'm honestly, I'm not against boycotting the companies that directly su- are supporting um, what Israel is doing to the people of Gaza and yeah. you know, the, the the colonization yeah, of yeah, Palestine yeah. as well. But at the same time, I want to acknowledge how hard it is for us to actually know that as a matter of fact before we decide to punish them for something that they may not even be responsible for. Do you see what I'm trying to say? I see. As well as like this, you know, you want to boycott Israel on principle, right? You you got to be full on. Stop going to Starbucks. Stop using Apple. Stop using <laughs> Samsung because South Korea, because South Korea, they they acknowledge the state of Israel. Stop using Japanese cars, mm-hmm. which is like 90% of the cars in, in Indonesia because Japan acknowledges the state of Israel. Mm-hmm. You got to stop going to Ikea. Stop buying shit from Ikea. Because mm-hmm. Sweden mm-hmm. acknowledges the state of Israel. And what is, what is it if it's not support when you're acknowledging a country? Right. Like what? So stupid. We also need to ask ourselves, like, what is the definition of support to begin with? There right? you go. Yeah. 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 Boycott Adidas and boycott, uh, boycott Nike, boycott Adidas, boycott Puma because Germany has a close and special relationship with Israel. Mm-hmm. What else? Boycott. Boycott all these companies. German itu juga susah. Yeah. Nanti kalau ngomong Nazi mendukung. Mm. Yeah. Kalau ngomongnya Jerman sekarang, ah, mendukung yang kalau Nazi kan mendukung yang 
ngebunuhin Yahudi. Yeah, uh, Kalau Jerman yang sekarang nanti ini, nah sebenarnya nanti di ini lagi kan sekarang kayaknya kemarin-kemarin beberapa bulan lalu Nazi lagi. Nah, makanya apapun tuh serba salah kan. And serba also, salah. No and also the people do not understand. People, I'm so sorry y'all literally don't understand. By the way, the show is not sponsored by Pringles, but y'all literally <laughs> don't understand how voicing out your support. For a country or another during times like these, it's not as simple as just voicing it out. Yeah, it's not as simple as voicing Especially it out. Especially when you are a country, because when you are a country, unfortunately, it's all of these politicians that are running those countries that are moving the political chess pieces on the board to see, you know, where on the chessboard can they move their chess pieces in order to be able to put them in the most economically and politically advantaged position right so for example like what i'm saying like russia right wasn't russia at like in the very beginning either like neutral or like pro-israel and like russia uh in terms of geopolitics uh-huh. russia is very close and and also idealism as well uh-huh. russia is close with israel because uh a lot of israelis uh-huh. back when israeli uh back when israel was founded they were russians right but yeah on top of that Right in the very beginning, of course, Russia had something in it for them to um, f- um, f- um, fan the fires, fan the yeah. flames of this fire. Yeah. Right? There's something in it for them. Why? Because like think of it from like a, st- a strategic um uh, point of view. Russia, they want that because if uh, the United States is sending all of this money in uh, to a, help Israel, Israel, there's less money that goes towards supporting yeah, Ukraine. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So and it's like, that is oh. exactly what Zelensky is saying, right? Mm. Recently, Zelensky has been releasing uh, statements regarding how how you know Ukraine still needs these weapons. But right? the tea is, I literally just looked it up today. Now Russia is slowly shifting their ally um, allyship towards um, Gaza, towards Palestine. Yeah, obviously, like Russia is slowly moving towards Palestine mm-hmm. because in terms of uh, because in, in terms of geopolitics, anything that is supported by your enemy is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Russia has more stake uh, supporting Palestine than they do supporting uh, Israel. But uh, should we should we segue into the realm of geopolitics? I mean, sure, but my um, what I was also like trying to underscore is that yeah, and then you know Russia's allyship is now shifting towards Palestine, and and you know without getting too much into the reasons because I'm sure like nobody really fucking cares, but like the the TLDR reason is that because they just basically decided. There's more in it for them now. They realize that there's something in it more for them more, now to yeah. be on like the good graces of the Middle Easterns. Geopolitics gak mengenal ide. Geopolitics itu tidak mengenal prinsip. Yep. You know? Yeah. Geopolitics is literally like... I I really recommend everybody to pick up a book on geopolitics. Any book about geopolitics. It's a it's very sobering, hmm. I yeah. think. It's very sobering. It's it's a, it's a very... It's yeah. very sobering like once you really like start... Uh, paying more attention uh, attention to geopolitics and how you realize that everything that go that goes on in the world um is literally just about um um political advantage a yeah. political economic advantage and money <laughs> that's <laughs> everything in the world like big bego banget transgender bathroom apa kayak feminism and like apa kayak domestic worker abuse everything bego banget pokoknya everything is about political and economic advantage on the world map and money that's it that's what that you you read geopolitics you understand that about the world real yeah. fucking quickly i study political science and international relations that's true and that's why you have depression and that's why you have depression I actually have, I'm actually over depression, but I used to have depression. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, like 
bagian sebenarnya kalau mungkin geopolitik terlalu susah ya buat orang-orang yang malas baca atau kayak gimana. Lu lihat aja politik di Indonesia sekarang. Iya, yeah, even like, for, like lupa. the lupa. Last, the last 10 years tuh apa yang terjadi coba? Dukung mana yeah. ke mana? Akhirnya mereka temenan yang satu pisah yang satu kayak gini. Iya, yeah, sekarang gini loh kayak on, we man. talk about we, yeah. yeah. We talk about geopolitics, but Indonesia is also in bed with Israel as well. Right. You go search it on Google. I don't need to, you know, tell mm-hmm. you the details. You can find it on Google. Mossad. Mm-hmm. Mossad was literally here in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Mossad, you know. Mm-hmm. And what else? We're both we're playing we're playing we're we're, you know, China is Indonesia's sugar daddy, but we're also sucking USA's dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we're also, you know, Joko is also close with Putin as well. Mm-hmm. Like you 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 ever see you ever right. seen in the videos how elated Putin is whenever right. he sees Jokowi? Uh-huh. He's like, "Oh! Oh! 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 oh it's my friend." Uh-huh. You ever see in the videos where he just puts like this long ass table mm-hmm. whenever he speaks with people mm-hmm. from Europe, from mm-hmm. Asia, everywhere, including Xi Jinping. Mm. But when it's Jokowi, no sense of personal space. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. What do you want? <laughs> What is it? Do you want, my friend? Yeah. So like, it's it's just it's a ridiculous notion to think that countries and its people uh, we can influence countries to be idealistic we can't mm-hmm. I think in times like these um, idealis- idealism operates at a, at a at a high right of course right? obviously yeah. um, and it's, it's it's very difficult because I feel like it is um, within the human nature uh, to some extent um, to have hope right like, of course, to, to want to have hope. hope yeah to uh, to want to have hope and like to even just be idealistic like we as humans like we have our own um notions of like how people should be and how the world should be um and oftentimes times like these i i see the constant clash of idealism versus realism you know what i mean of like, course it's just, and yeah the way i cope with it is it's like it's like this okay uh gimana ya well you know the world is fucked up mm-hmm. but at least there is good people there there's at least good people in it and we're willing to we're willing to dive into the frying pan mm-hmm. to to do it if we are in the power to do so it's just you know stuff happens yeah. but the reason why i'm still so optimistic in the mm-hmm. face of slaughter and atrocity right. is because i believe in geopolitics <laughs> i believe countries are going to see you know meaningless slaughter as something that is of zero net worth for them mm-hmm. and they'd be like yeah this is not making money for us let's stop it mm-hmm. but you can also say that if it takes not getting money out of the slaughter mm-hmm. just for it to stop mm-hmm. that's terrible mm-hmm. but hey at least the slaughter ended yeah it's but at the end of the day not at the end of the day like the only thing again everything in this world is just all about advancing economic and um, political positions and, of course. and money right so of that's course. if if there is any hope of this conflict ending and for there to be peace on both sides it has to make money it has to make money it has to make money yep and of and powerful countries need to benefit from it Of course, when you do geopolitics, you're also in the business of doing business. Yeah. So, everything you is a business. You probably want to get money back from the risk that you're taking. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking of money um, and on the topic of what we as average everyday citizens can do, especially for those of us here in Indonesia, um, other listeners from Philippines, Singapore, um, Brunei. I know we have like some international listeners as well. Um, and like what we as average, you know, everyday global citizens that are so f- uh, detached um, physically and um, in all other sense um, from this conflict, like what we can do to tangibly help um i would argue i think the only thing that we really can do is donating donating is definitely the best thing that you can do besides donation we also need to trust in the political process Mm -hmm. because in order for those donations to reach gaza in the first place then we better pray that we have cracked politicians Mm -hmm, who can mm -hmm. negotiate the uh the safe passage of those donations Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and the only way we can do that is we need to exert the decision makers yeah we do not witch hunt don't witch hunt celebrities right don't witch hunt people who do not have power over this Mm -hmm. right like celebrities they're not there to change the world no they're there to entertain you Mm -hmm redirect all of this time all of this energy towards having actual fruitful and efficient conversations with yes. the people that can actually enact change um this is it for now i'm interested to um receive feedback from yep. any of our listeners um for both me and buzzer over here yep. um g- give us give us constructive um criticism, criticism feedback um feedback. and if y'all want a part two of this either with buzzer or with anybody else like if there are things that like specific topics topics that maybe perhaps we didn't address um so yeah let us know and um normally i do the whole intro of like <laughs> and uh, like subscribe it uh what do, I, what do i usually say like comment and fucking subscribe you cunts but um this time around i just like i want to be a little bit more formal in light of you know the topic that we are doing and um you know thank everybody and like i appreciate everybody that tunes into this and i appreciate any um constructive criticism and feedback that can come our way and also please um excuse us if we like uh, not like our intention is never to spread misinformation if like there is perhaps anything that you know we misspoke on just like please kindly educate us about it please write it down in the comments i'll pin it all that i think that is it for now so thank you everybody bye-bye see ya his information is down below. Okay, let's go. Let's go get pizza.